Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hello, celebrity gossip enthusiasts. I'm Us Weekly's entertainment director, Travis Cronin, and you're tuned into Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. This show, we break down all of the hottest celeb gossip stories of the week. Make sure you know fact from fiction and, you know, just what all the celebs are up to. Well, I could not do it without my two amazing co-hosts on the ones and twos, if people even say that anymore, on the mics. Orbiter Beauty and Style. Hey, Gwen Flamberg. Hi. Hello. Hey, guys. How are you? It's great to be with you. Gwen a bit flam a bit if you're royal. <laughs> and she definitely, she really is here for the right reasons, guys. And it's because she's going to BravoCon this weekend for a second time. Baby woman deputy editor Sarah Heron. Oh, my God. I'm so, I have butterflies. I'm excited. I can't wait to talk to you guys next week and tell you everything I learned at BravoCon and, you know, who I saw ignore each other. Um, I already heard that they had to split up the Real Houses of New Jersey panels because Teresa and Melissa refused to look at each other. So now they're doing them separately. Um, it's just, it's there's something in the air, you know? There really is. I hope that there are prosthetic limbs thrown. I hope there are tables flipped. I hope we get everything we need from this BravoCon. Um, well, before we dive into... Uh, celebrity news stories of the week. You know how we do it. We start with our woes of the week. These are the stories that made our co-hosts just grab their proverbial pearls and just go, oh my God, that's a wild story. Gwen Flamberg, what made you go well this week? Well, guys, I cannot believe that Kim Kardashian got that Morpheus 8 treatment on her abs again, a second time. Now, yes, radio frequency microneedling, which is what Morpheus 8 is, is something that you need multiple treatments, but it seems like she's getting these pretty close together. She filmed, of course, at her doctor's. Um, I believe it's a Shish Garva Garvani. I don't want to be like uh, Travis Cronin here and mispronounce names. So let me, it's Ashkan Gavani. It's actually Gavani. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's Gavani. Yes. Ashkan, Dr. Ashkash Gavani in Hollywood perform the procedure on Kim. He, you know, in the, the clip, he's trying to explain to her the science behind it, exactly how it works. Because, you know, Morpheus 8 is radio frequency microneedling. So it goes into those deep layers of skin and builds collagen and elastin better than like anything else. I've had it done on my face, guys. It really works. But 
Kim, she couldn't care less like how it works. She's just sort of like, we just want to look snatched. You know, girl, I hear you. We all just want to look snatched. But, you know, it is pretty awesome seeing Kim be transparent with what she's doing to her body because as we know, I think it takes a village uh, for all of those girls to have the bodies that they have. And I'm, you know, at once kind of outraged that it's not real and it's, you know, making people feel like they need to go to extreme lengths, kind of like when she lost the 26 pounds and what, like five days to fit into the mm-hmm. Marilyn Monroe dress, said she'd eat poop because it would mean that she'd be skinny. And also I'm kind of simultaneously little jealous, guys, because I want to look snatched too. So go to usmagazine.com slash stylish, read all about it. And guys, we actually have a new episode of Glam Squad Confidential, our beauty and style podcast live. And it is all about Morpheus 8 and all of the other outrageous body treatments that the Kardashians and other people in Hollywood do. So give it a listen. Follow, like, subscribe, please. It was a very fun episode, and I learned a lot. That treatment is amazing. I also can't believe that you're shocked that a Kardashian has had an invasive beauty treatment. (laughs) That's pretty much their brand. I less nothing less surprising in the world to me than a Kardashian trying out a new machine. Um, Baby woman, Sarah Huron, are you surprised that a Kardashian got a beauty treatment this week? I hope it's Chloe related. No, my actual, well, actually Chloe did also have some, something done this weekend, right? Didn't she have something removed from her face? I mean, come on. Well, she had a health issue, right? She had a very rare tumor that had to be removed from her face. And on this week's episode of the Kardashians, um, Kim did reveal that her and Pete had sex in front of her fireplace in honor of her grandmother, MJ. So that was nice. I'd like to give a quick shout out to Kaylee Cuoco, who's pregnant. But it reminded me, you know, she has been married twice and now she has her new boyfriend, the Ozark star, Thomas Pelfrey. That's definitely wrong. But the guy from Ozark, they're having a baby. That's lovely. But as I was going to talk about her, it reminded me that Claire Crawley got engaged and Claire has never been married, but this is her third engagement that we know of. Um, And that kind of reminds me of Kelly Cuoco. And as much as I think it's fun, you know, I like I don't I don't root for divorce, but I always find it interesting when people who have been in a lot of relationships publicly notoriously get down the aisle fast or love a proposal, um, take another big step. So we have Kelly Cuoco having a baby after she was on the cover of that magazine saying she'll never get married again, which she still might not. And we have Claire Crawley, who we at least know of. This is her third engagement, which is gives me engaged 19 times prostitution whore energy. Mm. Oh, my favorite no type shade, of energy. <laughs> it's like on the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City that they're showing, they're throwing the garbage trash war party. Oh my God, that's just, the best, best show on television. It really is. And it's just like so empowering. I love that she took that garbage trash war and they're throwing a party. Just, uh, just fantastic. Well, my woe of the week goes to uh, an R&B singer from the early 2000s who's still sort of around, but no one really seems to care. Uh, Genuine. Genuine was on a new show and he was, uh, it's called Celebrities Do Magic or like Magicians, Celebrities. And they're filming it right now. And he was with Chris Angel and he was doing an underwater tank. Uh, what do you call it? Gimmick 
scene, tableau, what have you. He was in a big tank underwater with Chris Angel doing some magic and he flipped out under there and then passed out. The paramedics had to be called and it was just like a wild thing for everyone involved. And Chris Angel just really makes me so uncomfortable. And I don't know, it doesn't seem safe for these untrained celebrities to be given it the old David Blaine treatment because now they're all going to the hospital. And you know, that made me go, whoa. Well, let us bust into some of the news. We're going to start talking about, it's not Khloe Kardashian liking shady comments. It is Giselle Bundchen liking shady comments in a very Chloe way. Now, Giselle and Tom are, of course, going through the now getting up their like most bitter divorce. The Band-Aid is being peeled off so slowly as divorce lawyers are hired. They're not living in the same house. It's just going very, very slowly. And Giselle did nothing to put those rumors to rest. On Tuesday, she commented and liked a post from Life Codes Jay Shetty about relationships that read, you can't be in a committed relationship with someone who is inconsistent with you. Read that again. (laughs) Shetty wrote in the caption, love is a daily effort. Some days it gets easier, yada, yada, yada. And Giselle commented the prayers hand emoji. We love a subtle shade just in terms of an Instagram comment clearly directed at her current husband, who she's on the rocks with. Now, Giselle and Brady, uh, they celebrated their 13th year anniversary of their wedding in February. But now they have both hired divorce lawyers amid their rough patch. And Tom Brady just can't quit the game. He It's really hard the to game. watch. The game. And then he's going to go back to commenting. But Tom was on a podcast um, talking about the importance of mental health on a serious XM podcast. Let's go! Um, with Tom Brady, Larry Fitzgerald, and uh, probably all sports people who I do not know. Uh, Tom said, everyone has different situations, you know, in their life and children. And, you know, you worry about your mental health. You worry about your parents. And obviously yourself. This is really sort of unhinged. Uh, He continued, I've had to learn a lot of things over a long period of time in sport. I think there's an intense amount of stress we deal with and how you relieve stress and that you're not inflicting damage on yourself or the kids through stress. Honestly, it was like, there wasn't, it was sort of hard to find a veiled Giselle quote, but they're both speaking out, which I think is interesting amid this rough divorce patch. And I live for a shady comment by a celebrity under a life coach's Instagram comment. Yeah. I mean, clearly she's, you know, he's not being, you can't be consistent. So you quit football, you unquit football. Obviously, the only thing that surprised me about how all this is playing out is that they're doing it in this like cryptic way and that he does do a podcast about mental health, which like, who knew Tom Brady had a podcast. He obviously has to do like his post game press conference. She's up here liking cryptic things. I'm just surprised they haven't released the statement called it a day. And so we don't have to take everything as a clue or putting it together. Like I, I don't get why they're not just addressing this head on. It, I agree with you. It feels really kind of off brand for Giselle. Right. Me, but I don't know. I mean, remember the whole breakup of Tom Brady and Bridget Moynihan? Of all course, you about. Sarah Heron, because it's all you think about. And you are Bridget Moynihan stand to this day. Mm-hmm. So, There was a lot of shade that went down there. And I'm just really wondering what is going on between Tom and Giselle. It can't be good because if it was just kind of like 
all right, we're in different places. We don't want the same things. Let's split. I think that there would be a lot more transparency and it wouldn't be like weird. It's totally weird. I agree. Yeah. Just like say something. All this like back and forth feels very like teenagery and like wishy-washy a little bit. And it's just sort of like making me uncomfortable. I think some bad things are going on behind the scenes. I don't think that he approaches the end of a relationship in a grown-up way. I mean, Mm. that's if we are to learn anything from his past relationship. I know. And Sarah has it tattooed on her the date that Bridget Moynihan and Tom Brady broke up. She has it huge across her chest. Justice for Bridget Moynihan. It's one of my only causes in life. And it's kind of being served. And it'll be really served if we find out that Giselle's got a new new man. Well, we can only hope. hope. Wouldn't it be amazing if she and Leo got back together? Yeah. Yeah. That last week, we're still, we're still, we're still shipping. I'm still shipping that. Also, guys, I saw a an Instagram post of Camilla Marone this week, and I couldn't believe how much she looked like Emily Ratajkowski. So I'm also wondering if we're going to see Leo and Emrata spend more time together. I don't know. Leo is just he's a man about town these days. Yet again, let Leo reinvent himself over and I mean, over and over again. If a Leo and Emrata happens, it's like a Leo and a Gigi, a Brad and an M, and then they sort of like do a swip swap. Very possible. Emily Ratajkowski just gave a new interview where she said that she is newly single. So very possible that her and Brad were just casually dating and maybe she's talking about her divorce. It was sort of veiled a little bit, but hey, anything's possible. Well, let let us move on to... Oh my God! Just like Kanye West, the worst. Do we have let's start to? With, with the, this? Let's start with the news that is less rough. He is dating someone else. He has been pictured with a model, Instagram model. Who can I even tell the the difference these days? Juliana now. Nalu. Um, a source tells us they've been on a few dates already um, and that Kanye has been, quote, pursuing Nalu. And it doesn't seem to be anything serious. They were pictured a couple times in the dates together. And now Kanye, for very good reason, is restricted on Twitter, on Instagram and Facebook for all the right reasons in the world. It's just never a good idea to call out a whole group of people. He said he was going to go deaf Tom on June which was horrible and I finally I hope that this was sort of the last straw that people you know really turn on him and he needs to clean up his act it's just all such a mess and I'm I'm happy that he's restricted on all the social channels 100% first of all the reference is from the movie War Games the incredible 80s film War Games and it is DEFCON 5 it's not DEF con three or death con anything and Kanye's you know blatant disgusting anti-semitism in the face of him trying to be provocative white lives matter bullshit I just I am all for this being the cancel moment and I just don't see how he comes back from this and I'm going to be really disappointed in any brand that supports him here for Definitely. And who says like a whole group of people? Like, is there like four people in the business that you're mad at that you're talking about? You can't say like the whole Jewish community at large. Like, did every single one of them wrong you, Kanye? Like, what is that? It's grossly inappropriate. All of it is because all of this is like 
he is mentally unwell. He's just trying to be provocative, but he's actually really hurting major, huge communities who used to support him. So I, but bye, homie. That's what I have to say. Bye, homie. Let the door hit you on the way out. Well, the next piece of news that I know you've all seen is so tragic. Angela Lansbury has passed. She was 96 years old, five months, I believe, short of her 97. Five days. Oh, my God. That was it. Five days short of her 97th birthday. And while she lived a long and amazing life, it does not make it any sadder. So I would just like us all to shout out. What is your favorite Angela Lansbury moment of her storied so many decades career? Baby woman, Sarah Heron, what do you think of when you think of Angela Lansbury? Um, Mrs. Potts in Beauty and the Beast. My goodness. That's mine. That was my favorite, too. Sorry, that's my favorite. <laughs> We can all pick that. I we love Beauty and the Beast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Me too. There's like a BTS video of her recording it in the Disney studio on this like documentary they have on Disney Plus. And oh. she's just so adorable to we'll watch. to watch live. that. Oh, you really should. It's really, really sweet. It's about like Aladdin, Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast of like their renaissance. And they have like a whole Angela Lansbury recording the Mrs. Potts song. And she's so cute. Wow. Don't mess with the teapot. Don't mess with the teapot. Um, we love you, Angela. And I remember I asked her when I was a reporter a very long time ago about her beauty secret, because that was a question they were asking all celebrities <laughs> at the time. And she told me her beauty secret is Irish spring soap. And I just thought that was the most adorable thing I'd ever heard in my life. <laughs> wow. Well, that's funny. Well, let me move on with a name I'm still getting used to saying in my mouth, King Charles. King Charles's coronation info has been released. It's uh, coronation sorry. day. It's coronation <laughs> to day. To quote Frozen. <laughs> King Charles III, if you're nasty, his coronation <laughs> will be at Westminster Abbey and it will be on May 6th of next year. Um, and people online are wondering if the date is a slight to Harry and Meghan because it does fall on their son Archie's birthday. He will be turning four on the day of the coronation. Um, it feels like something they just didn't need to do. Agreed. Agreed. I do not feel like it was like, I'm going to ruin this four-year-old's birthday party and do my coronation on it. I really don't think that it that makes was no sense. Like there's probably like five dates that like the world is going to somehow turn into a drama. And this is one of them. Right. And there was like tons of people online saying that he did this to slight Archie, which is just ridiculous. <laughs> Um, which I do not think. But Charles um, spoke about Harry and Meghan uh, during his first speech as uh, King on September 9th, saying, I want to also express my love for Harry and Meghan as they continue to build their lives overseas, um, which was nice that he shouted them out. He has one of their wedding photos in his office. People saw 
so it's like I I guess that they're doing better. I, maybe it sort of seems like it. Is he being fake? I would imagine that all of it is very calculated, as we know, because we have gone deep into the firm and all of the inner workings of the firm. Nothing happens by accident. Nothing is said by accident. No photos on the desk are by accident. So. I don't know why there's an olive branch. I just hope that Harry and Meghan take it and let's just keep everything lovely. Now, in terms of the coronation being on May 6th, you know what I hear, you guys? I hear Met Gala and coronation on the same dang week. We're gonna oh, be my God, Gwen, you just ruined my day. It is. That's going to be a rough time. I might be looking for a new job before the first week of May. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This, now I feel like Charles did this to me, not to Archie. He's doing this to us. Uh, He's got it in him. for the redheads. He's got oh. it in for the redheads. Oh my God, oh. what the hell? God, Charles III's first act is to take it out on the Us Weekly workers. We knew it. God, damn you. Oh, well, you know, the uh, future king, William and Kate, are also making some news because they're about to hop over the pond and come say hey um, to us in the coming months. Uh, William and Kate are currently taking a break from official duties while they continue to mourn the death of the queen. That time will be up very, very soon. And then they will travel to Boston to attend the second Earthshot, yes, Earthshot Prize Award Ceremony, which will take place on December 2nd. Now, the Earthshot Prize um, is, quote from William, protecting the environment was a cause close to my grandmother's heart. And I know she would have been delighted to hear about this event and the support you're all giving our Earthshot finalists, the next generation of environmental pioneers. And I think it's nice that they're coming over here. People are wondering whether they're going to see Harry and Meghan or if Harry and Meghan are going to fly over to Beantown for the second greatest British tea party in history. (laughs) What do you guys think? Do you think we will see them? I don't. I don't. I think that they're just going to be, you know, living their life and they're new home in California. And I think that they are probably going to try to one up William and Kate in some way, maybe a new podcast episode out, perhaps some Netflix series. I'm not quite sure exactly what it is, but I don't think we're going to see them hanging out together. I mean, it's interesting because I feel like people are acting like, oh, New York, Boston, like, you know, it's not quite the exact same place at the same time. Um, But it is something that would be easy to plan if they so wanted to. Um, So I don't know. I'm intrigued by it. I think it's interesting. And if any sort of peace treaty went down, it'd be kind of fun if it happened on, you know, U.S. soil. It would be amazing. Oh, that would be nice. I sort of think that Harry and Meghan are going to come out for the event just so because they love the moral high ground. It seems to be their favorite thing. And that is a really easy way to snatch it. Well, we will be looking for that on December 2nd. And baby woman Sarah Huron, why don't you take us home on our last story of the day? Tell me what you enjoyed, wanted more from, were surprised about from Kelly Ripa's new memoir, as you are the memoir reading queen of this podcast. Yeah, we love a memoir. Um, This was more like short stories, which is never my favorite format for tea. 
Um, it's quite enjoyable if you just like reading to read short story kind of celebrity memoirs. Your Casey Wilson, a Kelly Ripa, like, and you can pick them, pick it up and put it down. Um, but I was kind of looking for more gossip from Kelly Ripa. We didn't get anything about Michael Strahan, which feels like yeah. a personal attack. Like, uh, there's so much there, but there was a little stuff about Regis and some of the early days of live. Um, this was one quote. She kind of talked about how it was a misconception that they were so close, like they they had great on air chemistry, but they weren't like hanging out at all off camera during that decade. They were coasting the show together. And she wrote, my name had to be in, had to be smaller than Regis's name on the live title card and branding branding a game of inches, which speaks for itself. But on what we that but on that, we agreed seniority after all. Um, and she said that that was kind of a term that kept coming up. She couldn't have um they didn't want her to be a diva and have an entourage. And she kind of just said that it was like, she came into the situation in a hard place that it was Regis's show and she respected it. But looking back now that she's kind of the one who's in power at live, she doesn't necessarily agree with how things were handled in hindsight 2020, but Kathy Lee, um, Gifford, who obviously was Regis's original live co-host was not happy with these headlines and how it was kind of, um, Ever all the headlines she's reading about how Kelly is kind of saying that Regis and her weren't that close. And also one of the things she said was Regis told a story on Larry King, like after he left saying he was never invited back to live. And Kelly was like, that's not true. And kind of was like debunking what Regis said in her book. And obviously Regis is no longer with us to respond. So Kathy Lee was asked about it during an interview on Fox five. And she said, I was very sorry to see the headlines. You know, you never know what's true and what's not true. I went, I hope this isn't true. I just hope it isn't. Cause what's the point? I don't get it. I just don't get it. Um, and she said, I know what Regis was to me. He was 15 years, the best partner I could have ever had professionally. He was my friend. We were dear friends. After I left the show for the next 20 years, we became even better friends. So kind of interesting that the Kathy Lee, and I feel like we never really saw Kathy Lee and Kelly interact together much or really even speak about each other that much. Um, But kind of feels like, I don't know, there's so much more to Kelly Ripa that we don't know. And I feel like there could be like a real good book there, but instead we kind of got a saw like a bunch of funny stories about like her and Mark and Phil is having sex. And that's not really what I wanted. No. And I feel like even the headlines that came out were so unsalacious. And I was like, Kelly, you've lived a lot of life. You've like seen a lot of things, like at least give us something like ridiculously funny or some tea. A little disappointed. What would you give it out of five stars as a celebrity memoir expert? Um, six. Oh, out of five stars. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. Not good. Um, wow. Really, really I thought you it. said 10. Um, <laughs> out of five stars, 2.5. Okay. Oh, right in the middle. Yeah. Mm. Right in the middle. Well, it's no, you know, made by this moment by Maddie Pruitt, which gets a one. Um, uh, but it's not quite open book by Jessica Simpson, which does get a six. And by the way, is being made into a series. I know with John Stamos. It's so confusing, but I'll, I'll be watching. I can't wait. Absolutely. That sounds so good. Well, thank you to my hosts and not Kelly Ripa, Sarah and Gwen for helping me spill this piping hot celebrity this week. Again, this is Travis Cronin, Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast with your weekly peek into the glamour, glitter, fashion, fame, and favorite celebrities. Because after all, guys... They're, They're just, just like, like us. us. Yes, they are with more money and access. And we'll be back next week with a new episode. We'll see you then. Bye.